Hey, yo, 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 Mr. Vita Cheese. Homes with hopes and inquiring minds. Back with another podcast for y'all. We was just, you know, chatting it up. But um, it's just real crazy that um, even in those moments that you get so focused on saying never to something that you could end up doing it. Never say never. You know, when when I became a a smoker um, and when I started smoking, like, it was something that I didn't even think was cool, but just I also had never been through anything before that time either. And so I think people are drawn to the um, different kind of lights for different reasons. So whatever I was going through at that time helped me draw, draw me to that light. But it also... It, it, it stopped me in my tracks because for the longest I stopped accepting myself. Like I wasn't, I wasn't that kid who like was just a, a kid anymore who just wanted to enjoy being healthy. Like at that time, like I just kind of broke down to somebody who felt lost. You know, when we go on that path of being lost. Yeah. I think that's the first time I start feeling lost in the world is when I turned to smoking. I feel I feel like um really, really good because the same reasons that I started smoking is the same reasons that I quit smoking. Mm. So growing up, seeing everyone do it gave me a reason to want to do it because hey, everybody do it. It must be cool, or I want to fit in. And then I would always take breaks because I had been smoking since 13, you know, so I always stop for three months. I would no. tell myself, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. This is my last time. This is my last time. Then I get sober. I'll be like, hell no, let me smoke. So it take, it'll usually take me about nine months to a year. And I'll stop smoking for two, three months. Yeah. Then I start the process over every day. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And I eventually just got to a point where I knew that I needed to change in order to see change in my life. I've been smoking all these years. If it hadn't brought me to where I want to be yet, why, why would it bring me to where I want to be now? How many years had it been when that came to your mind, you know, to make that change? How many years of smoking had it been? I started when I was 13. I started smoking every day, not like I, I hit a blunt or hit a joint or whatever. But I mean, like, when, when did you turn and say man i need to time waits for no one right right. so i need to do this with this habit so this didn't happen until 28 so 15 years 15 years until i finally said time waits for no one and i realized that the time for me is now to change because I know what I want in life. Yeah. And and like I said, 15 years flew by so fast. I agree. Time waits for no one. You you think you can you have time in reality we don't because every time you turn around that's a year. That's two years, that's five years, ten years that done flew by. You ever um I always trip on the word present because the present is actually always having, it always has one foot in the, the past and one foot in the future. And p- 
people miss the gift of life by not living in the present. Right. Because they either are attached to the past right. or attached to the future or just attached to the present. And the present and the gift gift of life is so beautiful because when you allow the present to be, you 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 use the past to guide you into the future. Right. While you're enjoying the present moment. Um, but so many of us have a hard time understand. I would say just knowing what the present moment is creating. Like I'll talk to people who who like to plan plan things. You know, they're very animal about planning things, but they lack spontaneity. Right. Um, then I'll talk to people who are really spontaneous and living life to the fullest, but they lack planning. Man, organization. That's deep. Um, and when I meet those two people, I kind of see that they're equal opposites. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, one of them's living in the present and one of them's living in the future. You know, and then you'll just straight up meet people that are content in life. And those are your people that cling to the past. Right. Where things, they're fine with things not changing, which is fine. But, um, do you ever find it? Did you ever find it a, a a challenge, or did you find like a realization, a realization where you was like, "Oh shoot, whatever I'm choosing to do now is actually creating what I call the past and what I call the future." I hope I even asked that right. Well, I, I just feel like, like you said, the present and presence are a gift, and. That's the truth because the present time that we are in is a gift. The present time is pertaining to the past because everything that you've done in the past is somewhat brought to your present because it made you the person you are today. And a lot of people, not even you, you could be a person that's looking for living for the future. I, I want to let go of everything in the past, but you got some people that's not going to let that go. Right. Like, oh man, I remember you used to pee in the bed when you was 12. I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, yeah. 30 years old, however old, you know what I mean? Like you got to let some things go. Some people won't let it go. And some people also like, man, I used to have this. I used to do that. And those are the people, I don't want to say I hate, but I hate that mind state, that way of thinking, because in my mind, yes, you used to, but you obviously couldn't keep up with the with the present, with the time, time waits on no one. And if you telling me that, yeah, I used to have ten thousand every two weeks back back then. Well, why didn't you? Why weren't you able to to transfer whatever you were doing then to a point now? Mm-hmm. If you were making ten thousand a week every two weeks, then you should be making the same, if not more, more. at this point. Yeah. So you got to let that past go, and that's what's not helping you move to the future because you're still thinking about what I used to have how it used to be, but it's, it's, you got to keep living and then you got to be able to grow with time. Um, one of the things I discovered on my path is wealth and what wealth is right? and income and the difference between the two. And I started to see that although I made money, I had income from my job that I had no wealth 
And when I turned around, I seen that I, I hadn't been in a position for my family to have wealth either. And, and when I say wealth, um, some people in this country are in a position to where they can go to their parents or grandparents and get 10 or 20 or 30 or $40,000 to start a business, to go to school or to invest right. if they chose to, um, or to make the mistake of doing any of these things and messing up and to still have more money to go back to. They are able to seize the moment and live in the present and even make plans that fail in the future because they have wealth to fall back on. When I looked at our community, I seen that we take what's called penitentiary chances because the only kind of wealth associated with our lifestyle is illegal. And I say the only kind of wealth that's associated with our lifestyle is legal is be illegal because when it came to jobs, this country literally bombed neighborhoods of people, businesses of people. Right. And has the audacity to continuously comb over the fact that a lot of these black families' wealth would be tied to the continuation of those neighborhoods they bombed. Like, we live in a country where the people who are in control bombed the people that they called less than. Why are you bombing people that you called less than? And so I, I said all that to say, the time is not waiting for anyone and so with people who come from less than and a scarce mind frame already right. not having less than right. and their parents teaching them not have not have anything more but less than and just maintaining less than <coughs> you get in this mind frame and this behavioral pattern of survival and your 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 chances and the risk you take are always tied to survival because it's always tied to the last thing you have in comparison to these more fluent neighborhoods, more fluent cultures that thrive off of our backbones of our ancestors who were forced to do free labor. We have had to take on the lower paying jobs because they didn't want us in higher paying jobs or being in charge or if we got degrees, I know people who got three and four degrees and they get paid the same as a white boy who get got one degree. You know what I'm saying? And to society, that's appropriate. But to me, I'm like, we all know this man is more intellectual and smarter and has dedicated more time to being in a better position. And society still has the audacity to pay him the same thing. And so people who have made nice amounts of money from doing a legal activity, basically seeing that they see like the, the hypocrisy in our system. Right. And I guess just instead of 
taking those other steps, the longer route to get the kind of wealth that these these other families have. They went down a route that kind of put them in a position or they could have put it in, put them in a position to where they still had money in the long run if they used it right. Right. Or they witnessed living in the moment and being attached to the past because like I always believe your spirit is telling you what's happening before it happens or what's going to happen or what could happen. And you have to know how to listen to it. I've had to learn and develop it over years as well. But this present is a state where our people could barely comprehend demanding the help we need. I feel like um, it starts in our community. It starts in our culture and it starts with people being able to come to an understanding of what they're doing with their money. We can create wealth in our community. We can create wealth in our culture, but we must and we have to stop spending money with the white man. And I don't say that to be racist or anything like that, but I say that because we make our money pennies on the dollar working for the white man, believing in his dream, working at it for his dream. And then we turn around and take all of our money. We pay the white man for his land, for his energy, which is lights, for his gas, for his water, for him, his trash company that we slave for. We get CDLs and we feel like we're getting paid good money for. But they're the ones making billions of dollars. And we're making $20 an hour. We're like, oh, I'll make $20. I'll make $22 CDL. When you could create your own When you really wealth, take home 14 When Yeah, and, you can, story, and, you, and you can create your own wealth by, you got a CDL already. Why don't you take your money? Don't go buy shoes and clothes. Don't go buy jewelry and all this stuff. And then invest into your own company with your CDL license and, and, and drive a box truck and do some kind of moving, some kind of shipping, some kind of logistics. Same thing with the with the with us. We need to create clothing lines, but black people don't want to buy a clothing line from another black person. Why? Because they don't want to put no money in the next black person's pockets. When all that's doing is going to create a cycle. If we continue to build each other up, we got all these different brands, all these different titles, all these different businesses. We will create wealth in our community. We will create wealth in our culture. And that's where we have to start. Um, what do you think of some of the, the, the pitfalls? Like, one of the pitfalls I run into is wanting to teach this information that basically are steps to our mental freedom. Right. And emotional freedom. And I realized that a lot of people might not want that introduction. Like I think about I think about the post I made the other day, especially the part about 
saying, why are we running to watch a, a slave movie every four years when the election years come up so they can remind us where we come from and who we are in this country, that we just some people who happen to still be alive and make it in. And we lucky that we are integrated in this society and we should be at least appreciative of that. Right. And I think about this historical line that Harry Tubman was supposed to have that I could have freed a whole lot more slaves only if they known that they were enslaved. And I think about right now where you just said you buy jewelry, you rent a house or an apartment, you lease or rent a car or truck or whatever the case might be. Um, you don't have any ownership for anything, <clears throat> but you're infatuated with appearing like you do. Right. And my pitfall is I'm almost tired of having to go back to elementary school and teach the elementary school lesson on what Jim Crow and Willie Lynch is and the miseducation of the Negro to come back up to a college level to teach people how to break it. And so like my pitfall I'm finding is like I'm getting tired of people not at least understanding the basic information of making this transition. And it like, it almost makes me not want to work with people like us who need this help. You know, I just want to work with people who come to me and no one else really. And the people who need it, they're not going to come to me. You know what I'm saying? That's my pitfall. Like the people who need the help the most, they're the ones defending the shit. And it, it frustrates me. One thing, one thing that I would like for you to do is, I would like for you to get rid of the mentality of thinking that um, we want to try and, and do something. There's no trying. We're going to do. Once you speak stuff like that into existence, that's what it is. I'm trying. I'm trying. If you say I'm trying, that already puts your mind state until it's not happening. And that's where you get frustrated because you want people to understand what, how great we are. And they want to be stuck in a world of what they've used to, what's comfortable for them. And when in actuality, all we have to do is be stand up guys and do exactly what we're doing now. And people will slowly, slowly start to evolve and, and get and get and get the message and get involved into what we have going on. So I always say, if a million people hear me. And only a hundred people are moved by it and grow from it. That's all that matters to me. I'm not gonna be pissed off that man. Why are y'all not listening? Why are y'all not getting it? Why are y'all? It's not time. Time waits on no one. And and you have to be ready. So time not gonna wait on you. So we got to keep moving with time. We got to keep preaching the word of of the the truth. It's just the word of the truth. You know what I mean? It's just showing people what it is. And don't get frustrated by how people want to live in this same world. Just be inspired by yourself and be thoughtful and mindful of the people that do need it. Because if you thinking about, man, I'm so frustrated, it's taken away from the people that really need it rather than giving your all. I'm giving my all every day in my motivational messages. Because I know that there's one and two, three and four people that really need it. 
even if I have 900 people following me and only 10 people really getting what they need. Those 10 people are who I really do it for. And the rest of the people may not acknowledge it, but you're obviously watching. You're obviously listening. Um, I guess, I mean, I can't disagree with that at all, for sure. I guess playing the devil's advocate a little bit. I see where you could deliver these messages and where the messages are delivered. And it's a few of us who receive them and retain them. Right. And who are glad to have them, you know, who was glad to change our lives when we started to get them. Right. But what about those that hear it and immediately they understand it and they go the other way? Hey, what are we supposed to, how do we, but how do we feel about those people? Because to me, if you're not for our change, right. you're against it. And so I'm tired of being light in our community for the people who are for us. I'm tired of being soft on the people who silently are against us by just getting along in the system. You're against us. But you're acting like you're for us by not saying shit and just by saying that you're black and you're in our community. But like you against us, if 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 you indulge in the mind frame and you get the information that people like me and you are putting out there and you still indulge in the mind frame of living a, a destructive lifestyle, that's the simplest way to say it, a destructive lifestyle individually let alone in the community then who am i to continue making light of the situation like to me i should put my foot down and my arm and my rule down and the, the rule of thumb for us is like some of us gonna have to accept that some of us, some people's gonna be kicked off this island right like i'm 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 fed up with letting some niggas fit in just because they black I guess that's what I'm really saying. I'm fed up with letting some people fit fit into this message just because they black. To me, some niggas ain't gonna make it on this boat, right? Even if they black, because they don't they don't want to get it. They they want to fit in to this system because it has made them so comfortable that anything that has them appearing like they have less is going to make them sad and frustrated and unhappy within themselves what about those people honestly they they're sad and frustrated with themselves with uh without the outside world knowing they're this this image that they're up trying to uphold is is the to show the sadness i think deeper so when when you got all these things but you live in a piss poor life, you're sad. You're happy in front of everybody. You, you, yeah, I'm fly. Yeah, but guess what? You're going home and living with your mama and you've grown. You've sad. Guess what? You have no money to take care of your, your kids. You sad. You're not working. You on child support <laughs> and you can't pay your child support, so you're going to go to jail. You're sad. My thing is, we, we, we can't. So you think these people's pain is even, maybe even. Worse. It's so 
it's worse deep. it's worse than than what we see because that's the the point of them trying to uphold this image because inside they're really hurt and one thing about it is like you said they're not gonna make it on this boat and when i say this boat i don't mean riding with me i mean this life because think about the guys that are 30 20 something they're living with their moms they're living with their girls they're living with their grandmothers eventually your mom is going to get fed up. Your girl going to get fed up. Your grandmother going to get fed up. Or eventually your mom is going to pass. She's getting older. Your grandmother's going to pass. She's getting older. So you're not going to always be able to be up under someone. Yeah. You're going to eventually either become a bum or you're going to realize when it's 50 years old, 40-something years old, damn, when I was 20-something, Thomas Nim, and I tried to act like Nah, I, I want to do this. Vita Cheese was talking about this stuff, and I I had seen him, I felt him, but I but I would worry about this stuff. Time waits on no one, so before they know it, they're gonna wake up fifty years old, and they're still not gonna have nothing. Their kids are gonna hate them because you never were there for us. Yeah, their mom's gonna be gone. Their their grandmother's gonna be gone. Their girls are gonna be grown. And then that's when they're gonna be ready for the message. And that's when they're gonna be ready for the message, but it's somewhat it's too late. Because as time waits on no one, it flies by. And back in the day, our parents used to be able to retire without without educations. They could retire without a high school diploma, without a without a degree, without a GED. Yeah. Now you need at least a GED. So these people that have nothing, it's gonna get even worse. You need a GED now. Think about ten years from now, twenty years from now, you're probably gonna need a real degree at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, they it's gonna be they're gonna be fried turkey. So so you don't have to feel like angry about someone not not getting a message or not listening because a time is going to fuck them because they chose to let it fuck them. We're delivering that message that they need to hear so that you can wake up now. Yeah. If you don't want to wake up now, time gonna fly by and it's gonna kick you in your ass. Right. I feel that. I feel that. Um, anything in closing that like you would give as recommendations um, or suggestions to to season, you know, time. So, um, so it waits for no no one. Time waits on no one. So the time that we have, the present time that we're in, we have to take advantage of it. We have to be able to draw out vision boards. If you don't want to consider it a vision board, draw out a plan for your life. Right now, I don't care how old you are. If you don't have a plan for your life and you're going with the moment, time is going to kick you in your ass. Because the the vision board, the dream board, the plan for your life, if you're not writing it down and looking at it every day, and it's it, looking at it every day will push you to it. It will push you to your goals, push you to your dreams. Mm-hmm. But if you got this so-called dream and you just living, you're not going to pursue it as hard. And time is not on your side. You have to be able to plan everything out strategically and attack it every day. You got to be on some kind of hunt to attack your dreams because we all have dreams and we all been working nine to fives and the nine to five will never get you to your dream. We all work to pay bills. They don't want to give you enough money to save up and start your own business. They give you enough money to pay your bills and be broke so you can have to come back to work. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you got any closing statements that you want to say that help people evolve and keep up with time because time is waiting for no one? I would say everybody needs to grab that Nas might be still mad at and listen to Second Childhood. Right. That's a deep song, man. Your Second Childhood. Listen to that song and really, really hear what this man is saying. Like, in the song, he talks about a man going through wanting to be a boy again. Right on. As a man. Man. And doing everything that a boy would do, Michael living Jackson. with his girl, living with his moms, living off others, still out on the block for 20, 30 years, ain't updated or upgraded. Um, it's a powerful song. Right Second childhood, for sure. Also, The Four Agreements, one of my favorite books, it will help people to start making promises to themselves. Agreements. So you ain't got to call them promises, but agreements with yourself. If you can't at least make an agreement with yourself, it won't manifest outside. It, it, it won't touch other people. And you can tell other people that you can make agreements and promises with them, but it eventually, it falls, it falls through a basket. It falls through a weave basket because the promise or the agreement is like water. It doesn't hold any weight. And so four agreements will teach people how to start making those multiple agreements with themselves so they can start aligning their present with their expectations. Right on. Well, this is Vita Cheese signing out. Homes with Hopes, Inquiring Minds. This is another one brought to you by Tree Homes Property Management as your sponsors. And we'll get with you another time. Appreciate y'all listening.